everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I just want to let you know real quick where you can find us out there on the internet. You can find our podcasts on our website at geekgaragepodcast.com. You can also find us on the uh, Apple iTunes store as well as Google Play and Stitcher. We also have a web store for our uh, merch if you'd like to buy some cool shit like t-shirts and handbags and all that cool stuff. That is at geekgaragepodcast.threadless.com or you can also find the link on our website. Today we welcome back Andrew Nolenberg who has been absent for quite some time but he is back and he was amazing uh like always whenever we talk about Star Wars or really anything else uh but we did talk about The Last Jedi obviously it just came out um we had an awesome time talking about it we talked about uh some things that we liked about it some things that we really liked about it and then just a few things that we were kind of unsure about but for the most part we just gushed about it uh, so yeah, uh, give it up for Andrew Nolenberg and myself for episode 18 of the Garage podcast, The Last Jedi. Spicy winner. Carlos, spicy winner here. I knew I pulled that out of somewhere. Oh. I was like, I, I just, spicy wiener came out of my mouth. That's, and I was like, where the fuck did that come from? It's amazing that it was going out of your mouth that time. <laughs> yeah, because they usually go in. Because oh. I like men. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. Or am I? Married with children. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the Geek Garage podcast. I am your host, David. With me to my right is a gentleman who goes by the name of Andrew Nolenberg, which I have not seen in uh, like a thousand years. I was frozen on carbonite. Um, you were? I was, yeah, I was sold off to some awful. Uh, All right, that's some, enough. I don't awful, care that much. All right, well, <laughs> look, let it know that it, let it be known that it was an emotionally traumatizing time period for me. Yes, where you diddled? Trump's not president, is he? Uh, no, he's not. Okay, well, good, because I would tell you to put me back if that's the case. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're free to be out because that's definitely not the case, and the world is not as divided as ever. Okay, sounds like we're living in a time period of absolute unity. Yes, we are. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Well, shall we get on with the podcast? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, today we are going to talk about a little film that came out a few weeks ago. Uh, you might have heard of it. Uh, As Alvin and the Chipmunks 3, yeah. the Nutcracker in Spicy Wieners. God, you just can't get away from Spicy I, Wieners, I man. can't. There's just something about it. All right. Um, no. Uh, yes. Uh, Star Wars came out uh, like a week and a half ago. The Last like Jedi. The Last Jedi, which, oh, or is it The Last Jedi? Hey. It seems like it's one of, those, one of those titles where you're like, wait a second, now that I saw this movie, The Last Jedi doesn't really seem appropriate. Oh, now that I've seen it and it's totally not The Last Jedi, it's fake news. Yes. Uh, and I'd also I'm going like- to write several blog posts about how much I hate it. 
Uh, fuck those guys. We're just, we're just gonna we're, we're gonna say a few things right off the bat. Um, one, fuck the people that didn't like it. Okay. Uh, and two, <clears throat> warning spoilers ahead. So we're not one. This of those. is a tolerant group of people that work for this podcast. Yes. If you don't have our ideals, fuck yourself. Right. Exactly. Um, no, I want a very niche audience. A very niche audience. They they can't just be geeks, but they have to be diehard, uh, blindly loving every Star Wars movie, whether it's terrible or not. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that's how I feel about yeah. <laughs> most of them. No, because you kidding. hate the prequels just as much oh, as Oh, no, that's... Those those are Those don't even fucking, count. Those are watchable dumpster fires for, right? for three movies. Anyways, so... Yeah, uh, that's our first disclaimer. The second disclaimer is, um, it wasn't really a disclaimer. Uh, You're entitled to your wrong opinion if you did not like the movie. But that's not to say that there aren't things that we cannot point out and maybe go, eh. Yeah, and and we definitely will get into those. Um, Second disclaimer, uh, just like the other episodes that we do, they are full of spoilers. So warning, if you have not seen the movie yet, uh, go ahead and put this on pause, run to your local theater real quick, uh, spend the uh, $17,000 it takes to go see a movie. They usually have financing plans available. They do. Um, and go see the movie, come back, uh, press play again, and then listen to us gush about this Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Andrew, mm. are you ready? Oh, I am. What is that? Uh, I don't know. That, that, that character is not even in this fucking movie. Was that an attempt at Darth Vader? Yeah. Was... I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, me. <laughs> apparently me too. You have failed me for the last time. <laughs> no, no, you will die. <laughs> you sound like E.T. <laughs> Which is fucking terrifying for me, so that's fine. Yeah, we all know your history Shut with the e. hell up. It's I, fine. I, I have a, a man. I'm a strong man who's not afraid of a little alien. I have a, a, a very rich, uh, high timber to my voice, like a, uh, like like a little girl <laughs> crossed with Charlie Day. It's it's very embarrassing. You want to talk about Star Wars now? All right, so let's get into it, shall we? Sure. Uh, so I think first, uh, normally I'd like to go with the bad first and then the good, but since the good definitely outweighs the bad with this movie, let us go with the good first. Sure, absolutely. Um, unless you have any objection. No. Cool. All right, well, one of the things that I really liked about the movie was the originality okay. of it. Um, I thought that... Uh, I, one of the the central complaints that the Force Awakens got was that um, it was too derivative. Uh, it, it mirrored too closely to A New Hope, mm-hmm. uh, with the whole like, oh, there's a big space station that's trying to kill everything, and we have to blow that up before it kills us. Um, and there was a few other you know things riddled throughout that movie that were similar to um, A New Hope. Sure. Uh, none of that stuff bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, with that being said, it was nice to see in this movie a little bit of originality tied into it. Some new things that you know I wasn't really expecting. So uh, They yeah. definitely went... I mean, they, they took it in, in a direction that I, I don't think a lot of people expected. Um, yeah. And... I think the uh, similarity to A New Hope that The Force Awakens displayed was purposeful. 
uh, they, you know, Disney had just purchased Lucasfilm, and this was their first attempt at making a movie in mm. that in that in the Star Wars genre. And so they had to, I think, remind everyone they needed to get everyone back on why board. they like Star Wars because the last theatrical experience people had for Star Wars was Revenge of the Sith, which was you know two hours of dry, terrible dialogue God and it. It was... riddled with some good fights, and that's about it. So, as the honest trailers folks uh, put it, the the good one. In the prequel, yeah, trilogy. and that's not saying a lot. It's it's really and, not. So that being said, you had to bring everyone back, and they and they certainly did with the Force Awakens. It was a good movie, regardless of whatever similarities you can point out. It definitely sent the groundwork for where we arrive in this film, where they took it and went wee and just went in this whole new direction. I mean, there were plot choices that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the death of Snoke. Um, yeah, Ky- you know Kylo Ren just saying fuck it and and seeing his opportunity and taking him out mm-hmm. and becoming the new supreme leader, the force bonds uh, between Ray and Kylo Ren and their conversations and the tension between them and their their relationship. It was almost you know it was tragic that for her that he you know that the the Ben Solo would not come back that he would not. You know, right. turn from the dark side and then on his thing he really wanted her to stand by his side and you know rule this new order that he was going to create by mm-hmm. getting rid of as he kept saying let the past die so you this movie did things that no other star wars movie had done you saw force powers on display that no other star wars movie had done and you saw i mean we've never seen the apprentice kill the master in the way that we saw with again right. i keep going back to kylo killing snoke so very fresh, um, nice exploration of the Force and what it is. It was cool to see um, different ships, too. Like, for instance, the gigantic, yes. um, the two different gigantic ships that the First Order displayed. The, the Dreadnought at the very beginning mm-hmm. was neat. So it's like, okay, cool. That's like their new powerhouse Star Destroyer thing with the big, or you know, those big um, orbital bombardment cannons that can yeah. just fuck. It's like an, almost shooting a nuclear weapon at somebody, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, Snoke's ship. The, the fucking it looked like a gigantic stealth bomber from like the U.S. military like that that it's thing just, it's just Texas flying yeah it's face. just woo doggy yeah, let's get us some resistance bitches you know like that that ship was fucking enormous and so that and the fucking use of hyperspace as a kamikaze a kamikaze oh weapon like when she started turning her ship around i'm like she's not gonna do that shit oh my god she did that shit yeah so um, yay for all of the you know still still maintaining the familiarity of some star wars stuff with our atat walkers at the end mm-hmm. and the you know the, now now the shift from calling them resistance to rebels because the first order does now kind of have a foothold in the galaxy so they're not they're not really they're not really the republic fighting the first order because the republic's fucking gone so right. they are a rebellion yeah. now and so yeah i mean it's it just kind of did whatever it wanted to so kudos to rian johnson for just writing whatever the hell he wanted to and for disney allowing him to do that yeah for sure i um uh, and something well, while you were talking, I, I wasn't really listening um, because what I Dick. have to say is ultimately more important. Um, one thing I realized was that they I don't think they did this too much with uh, The Force Awakens, but with The Last Jedi, there was a good combination of bringing you back to the old movies versus, you know, giving you some new stuff. And they took it. It seems like they took it lightly with the the shoving the. uh 
nostalgia the, the in nostalgia your face. Nostalgia down your throat. I mean, like, really, and out- all the like the unnecessary head nods that we could have gotten. I think we we were much better. Uh, you got, you know, without. you got Yoda. Yeah, great scene. But like, you know, so there's that. Okay, cool. We've pulled some nostalgia out with Yoda, mm-hmm. and you got a couple of musical cues that were familiar. Um, for instance, when Snoke was uh, torturing Ray. And he started singing The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. Yeah. I mean, what an unexpected musical number just so, mid, midway through. Andy Serkis and has a beautiful He voice. is a graceful dancer. You know, the motion capture on his... Like, classically uh, ballroom trained. Unbelievable. I know. Um, <laughs> it's like watching Fred Astaire just in the middle of, of a Star a Wars movie. Fucker. Oh, my God. Now I just want to see somebody animate Snoke just dancing <laughs> around his fucking throne room. And then get cut in half. Um, yes. But anyway... Uh, a couple musical cues, like the Emperor's music played when Snoke was torturing her, which that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the Falcon is flying through uh, the salt mines of Crate, uh, yeah. the Death Star attack music is playing there. That was really neat because it's kind of reminiscent of when Lando was flying the Falcon through the second Death Star, right. all the close quarters and everything. Yeah. So that was really good. But beyond a few things like that, I mean... Praetorian guards with weapons that are going after lightsabers the way that they are. Um, Those were the dudes in red. In right? red, yeah, they're called Praetorian guards. Yeah, they um, were kind of terrifying. They were badass as I didn't, hell. I didn't realize. I mean, I guess it makes sense for them to be some of the the best trained. Well, because of course in, they're protecting in, their leader. You yeah. Because it never was explained in the movies and the old ones, but like Return of the Jedi, those red Imperial guards can fuck your shit up. Like, yeah. they're the best trained warriors in the Empire. You're just so used to seeing the worthless pieces of shit stormtroopers <laughs> right. that you know can't hit the broadside of a barn. And now you got these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. who can actually fight, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But a couple scenes with R2 and then, like, that's it. I mean, really... You can't just call Luke Skywalker nostalgia because he's a central character in this movie. So after you get over the fact that, oh, there he is, his performance is very different, mm-hmm. you know, from versions of Luke that we've gotten in the past. So you're right. I mean, I'd say the split on the nostalgia versus um, originality is a 60-40 or 70-30 in favor of the originality. So Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, you want to talk about the cinematography? Beautiful. Mm. I mean, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it reminded me a lot of what they were trying to do with Rogue One. Um, And I know we have slightly different opinions about Rogue One, but we both agree that that movie is beautiful. It's pretty. This one's prettier, though. I... I might agree with that. I, I I mean, there's there's more room for for having. If good you were to take st- if you were to take still shots from some of the more iconic scenes in this film, you know, Luke facing Kylo Ren and the wreckage that's behind them. There's one scene in like the, the the snapshot when Luke gets to the other side of Kylo, where now his back is to the walkers. Mm-hmm. If you just stop it right there, you've got. I mean, everything that's in that one shot and the way that it's framed is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that is beautiful. The way that the uh, little rusty old speeders were with the red uh, salt being kicked up behind them when they're yeah. going in a straight line mm-hmm. to face those walkers. Everything about the end on Crate, that battle, is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, and the, and I loved the, the, the idea of the red salt being kicked up. It was such a... It just... It worked so well, and it was such a visual stimulus right. that was just nice to see it was like almost like when the um when the when the speeders were initially attacking the walkers it was almost like an old 
World War II fighter jet movie or something yeah. like that. That's kind of what it reminded me of with their little streaks going behind them and they're in this little squadron. That was just fantastic. And then another beautiful uh, way that it, the the way that uh, Snoke's throne room is initially introduced, mm-hmm. and then when Kylo and Rey are pulling the lightsaber against each other and then they the because of the force push that's happening in between them when they get slid further away right and you look at this you know you have this broken down throne room and all the sparks going on behind them it's like there were so many iconic moments that you almost just want to go you know with a camera yeah to capture them because it's so pretty yeah i'm very much looking forward to owning this on blu-ray so i can just like pause shots yeah and and just look at it for mm-hmm. for would you just look at it look at that look at that That's, would you just look at look it look at all this delicious death <laughs> uh, uh so yeah um some notes i had on the cinematography all the shots on octo is that how you pronounce it octo yeah okay um uh, or Ireland. That, <laughs> is, is that where? That's, they filmed it on Skellig Island in Ireland. Okay. So. I, I I saw several times it, it crop up on the internet like, want to see where, uh, or want to know the name of the island where they filmed the, the training mm-hmm. scenes? And I was like, you're not getting me clickbait. Yeah, it's called Skellig Island. Um, so yeah, all the shots with her training, like it just makes me want a drone so I can like do those awesome right. aerial overhead shots. Just a few shots where she's like following, when she's following Luke around, you yeah. know, and she's just basically stalking him <laughs> yeah. when she gets there. Those are shot really well. Mm. Yeah. So those scenes, uh, we were just talking about crate, just basically the entire time they're mm. on crate is fantastic. And then uh, also we just talked about Vice Admiral. I almost said Hodor, and Hold, that's not Holdo. Right. Holdo. Holdo. Uh, when she makes the ultimate sacrifice and fucking Whoa. light speeds the shit out of the ship into the other ship. Uh, that that scene, like... I liked how they went with the, the break of sound. Yes. Because light is faster than sound. Yeah. So you would get that... You would yeah. see it before you hear it kind of thing, yeah, and, and that was neat. And how, like, for, like, a solid ten seconds, there wasn't any sound mm-hmm. to the movie. So, like, just the audience was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, Did your theater have a um, disclaimer when you were going, like, um, at the che- at the check-in counter that tells you, like, hey, there's a spot in this movie where there's no sound for, like, ten seconds. Your shit ain't no? broken. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they had it They had it over here. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, no, I... I guess enough people were worried about it that they are like, is the movie broken? <laughs> you know, like, so they had to put a poster up. It, uh, it reminds me, not to get too off topic, but it reminds me of the notes that, like, Mexico started putting up when Coco was just released uh-huh. in theaters. Okay. Letting them know that if you want to arrive to the theater, like, 30 minutes late um, because there's an annoying ass frozen short that you didn't ask for. Oh, Did that's right. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Apparently it wasn't that great and it went it was like 20 minutes, 22 minutes long. Yeah, it's like, like you're that. seeing a whole other movie. Yeah, and it was, people were saying that it was 22 minutes too long. Um, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was, I mean it was all over Twitter for that is, a day. If you just don't want to come until 20 minutes. Yeah, in. like seriously, they were, uh, I think. Which uh, is sad. It's funny because Coco is awesome. Yeah, I, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, that's yeah. that's really funny that the Frozen, I I know this is a side note again. I did see it and the, the Frozen short is uh, like, okay. Right. Like, yeah, like 22 minutes long. That's unnecessary. We already got a Frozen movie. I don't need a 22 minute long Frozen short. 
It, like, uh, yeah, I didn't I come here to see that. It like, yeah. it's not. No. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all the notes that I have on the cinematography. Uh, one other thing, the the whole opening scene, uh, yeah, with um, Poe uh, po, doing yeah, Highway just, to the Danger Zone the entire time. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I, I need to uh, I need to talk with uh, uh, I need to talk to General Hugs. <laughs> Hugs, <laughs> the, you yeah. have you have General Hugs. Can you hear me? <laughs> that that was. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, like to open the movie with that, like this. I'm going to defeat you and your entire rebellion. Hello, I'm still holding. Can you? Can you hear me? <laughs> holding for General Hugs. He kept calling. Did you catch? He was calling him Hugs. Uh, I don't know if I realized. Skinny that. guy, kind of pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking mad shit. Um, Poe Dameron is. Besides, I mean, might be my 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 new favorite character in Star Wars period because yeah. he's just fuck it, let's do this. Like, <laughs> let's I'm gonna get my X-wing and kick your ass. Right. And I love that he is obsessed with BB-8. Like, when we be obsessed with like a puppy or or a yeah. cat? You know, he's oh my god. Yeah. So, what about the acting and the chemistry between the characters? It's the best acting that has been in a Star Wars movie. Period. Um, end of story. Performance-wise, they all did awesome. None of the dialogue and scenes that were shared between two characters or whatever made me go, okay. Because, mm-hmm. And that's a thing about the prequels that was so distracting. Had the, had the acting in the prequels been mildly good? It could have made up for Honestly, I don't know if I would hate it as much because yeah. there are some neat things that mm-hmm. happen in the prequels. Right. But you're, I think... For the most part, you're just like, if Hayden Christensen talks one more fucking time, like, and you want to like him because he's supposed to be Anakin Skywalker, but the whole time he's just like an emo kid. Right. And then you expect more from a Natalie Portman and from a Sam Jackson and mm-hmm. from a Liam Neeson, all those actors that just kind of, ugh, you know, <clears throat> and that's the, I mean, I'm sorry, that's the director's fault. Yeah. You're directing your actors. So that, you know, you're, that's your fault. So now this movie, uh, Every one of those actors just brought their A game. Brought the A game and, and the director brought out their A game. Yeah. Specifically uh Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Driver on top of all of that. While keeping his <laughs> trademark semi whiny shit, which is honestly just kind of funny now, that to me now has grown into more he is unhinged, and when he hits that emotional aspect of him, where his we- his weakness is his emotions, mm-hmm. and that was put on fucking display, where right. the First Order could have very fucking easily walked up into Crate and fucked it all up and blew it up. Mm-hmm. And the minute he sees Luke Skywalker, it's fucking done. Yeah. Like, just because he saw him. So seeing him uh, portray those emotions in the way that Adam Driver did was out- outstanding. I mean, like, it was all over his fucking face. Yeah. It was Awesome. He's, he's an amazing actor. He did a great job, and then his, and then him, and, uh, he and Daisy's scenes mm-hmm. uh, with during their force bond things, and then even when they were actually confronting Snoke, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked um, Oscar Isaac again as Poe. Poe's just great, and I, and I liked just all, all of his all of his stuff. And then um, Mark Hamill. Yeah. I mean, what a what a great job coming back to this character and finding a way to portray him a little differently. Right. Obviously, because he's Grumpy Grandpa Luke this time. Mm, yeah. But to sh- the amount, did you notice? Like, if you look at Mark Hamill's eyes in this movie, how there's always a twinkle in them. It's almost like he's got a little bit of tears going on in his yeah. eyes the whole time. Yeah. 
it's like this is such a tragic character now in this one because he has failed so hard at one mm. point in his life he was the legendary luke skywalker and then he failed spectacularly with his nephew mm-hmm. and you can just see that pain and that that long-term anguish just all over his face and in everything that he says and his whole attitude through most of the movie mm-hmm. is that and then that's why for me it was so inspiring when he finally let go of his um um let's just call it not his his aversion to helping and and, and right. getting over his failure and using his failure as a lesson as Yoda tells him yeah and finally reconciling with Leia and kind of giving the rebellion a nice little boost that it needed so all of that was so believable and and it just drew you in because of how well these actors performed mm-hmm. and they really sold their characters incredibly well so I, I feel like we've given a lot of love to pretty much everyone except for Finn and Rose. Okay. Um, who definitely deserve some praise. Uh, I put down in my notes um, when I was thinking about the scenes that Finn has been in with all the characters, I realized that he should put on his resume works well with others. Um, he's a team player, ain't he? Yes, because like he's had scenes with um, you know a bunch of different characters. The scenes with Finn and Rose mm-hmm. um, I thought were really good. And they were enough to make up for some of the the other uh, not not necessarily slow parts. Their little adventure that they went on and the and, plot of that wasn't necessarily awesome. Mm-hmm. But they are those guys are good. Those yeah. two characters are cool. Rose was cute. She was so adorable, I and her. I love her little spunk that she yeah that she had. And yeah. um, Kelly Marie Tran is the name of the actor actress mm-hmm. that uh, portrayed her and. Very endearing, very cute. I love the, the um, the very go-getter kind of attitude that she had, and her um, she starts off being so enamored by these heroes, and then ends up being one herself, you know, by the right. end of the movie. So that was a very cool thing, and it'd be neat to see her kind of do some more stuff in the next one. But um, John Boyega is a freaking class a talent man yeah he's got he's got more charisma in his little finger than we've got in our entire bodies that guy is unbelievable so i hope finn i want finn to um do something amazing in episode nine uh give him a little more you know because so far he he's had great moments i mean he was he showed how brave he was both at the end of episode seven and at the end of this movie Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's not a force wielder, and he goes right after Kylo Ren with a lightsaber, a weapon that he has no business wielding, and he's just like, screw it, I'm killing you. Right. So, to, you know, to save his friends, and then in this one, you know, almost kamikazing himself into that big gun to right. try to save everyone. It's, it's, it's neat to see, it's like, though he has the tendency to want to run because of how tortured he is from being a part of the First Order and mm-hmm. being raised, I mean, that's all he ever knew. He was abducted as a child and put into the Stormtrooper program, right. you know? For him to be able to break away from that, these are, this is the only true family he's ever had, and I think his... Um, his wanting to run in this one wasn't born out of fear. It was born out of all I care about is my friend, my friend Ray, you know, right. because she was the first one to really show him attention and care for him outside of um, just the rigid, you know, day to day of being a stormtrooper. Right. So, yeah. I mean, he's got a fierce loyalty to them. And it was neat to see him have that dynamic now with another character and have someone who cares about him um, as much as he's cared about others. Um, Rose meaning you know how, yeah. how, how much she wanted to help him and obviously she 
you know gets a thing for him she wants to you know she kisses him at the end so mm-hmm. that was that was cute but yeah I, I I like the I like they them as characters I didn't necessarily like their little um adventure that the, they the yeah the casino, casino thing was scene. like okay yeah. yeah yeah I have that down in my notes uh under <clears throat> things that I maybe didn't like so much about the movie. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. So I have uh, a few things about character development. Okay. I thought that they did a really good job with taking what we know about the characters from The Force Awakens mm-hmm. and just like expanding on that. I they've thought, all they've all leveled up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like I thought that they did. Uh, that was one of my favorite things that they did in The Force Awakens was the characters mm-hmm. getting the audience connected with brand new characters that you aren't familiar with. I mean, it was cool that they brought back mm-hmm. on solo, but for the most part, you got all new characters. Mm-hmm. So it was very important to establish, you know, a connection uh, between your audience and your characters because they're going to be holding on to them for the next three movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I just love how, you know, in the force awakens that you got to know just enough about them to where, you know, it cuts off and, and you want it, more. Yeah. And you want more and you get more, but just enough to make you. Uh, they, they've, they've, you've, you've had your appetizer, and you've, uh, you've had a, you've had a drink. Now where's my entree? Right. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready for the full course now. Yeah, and, and I thought that they, as far as the character development goes, they set it up perfectly to in episode nine to have some revelatory moments uh, with with all their characters, where, where they either have to make really big decisions or have to make certain sacrifices i think in this one you got poe dameron learning how to be a leader and not just a hotshot pilot mm-hmm. it would have been very easy to continue because really everything we saw of poe in episode seven was he kicks ass yeah and that's all he knows how to do yeah <laughs> in this one he had another it, it was nice to see a, a vulnerability to him and to round him out a little bit yeah to where he he make his his bravery is a gift and a curse. He gets a lot of people killed at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. because he doesn't know when to, you know, spe- you know, Leia understands how valuable lives are and she understands when it's okay to, to sacrifice them and when it's not. And I don't think Poe understood that, you know, he wanted to go out there and, and take down the first order and be right. a hero. And unfortunately they, they got a lot of people killed at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to see him actually go through a character development where he, learns how to be see the big picture and be more of a leader and learn right. from Leia and even from Holdo, you know, in the way that he that he did with Finn. Again, okay, it's more, you know, again, he's wanting to run after Ray, but it's not all about Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a whole group of people that care about you now. You've got Poe, you've got Rose, this whole organization is your family now. And so to see him be ready and willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for the good of everyone um, and not just oh, I got to kill the First Order or I want revenge. It was it was neat to see him do that and to be um, more involved. And if you remember correctly, he didn't know how to fly shit in mm-hmm. Episode 7. Yeah. And to see him jump into his speeder in this one was fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, so he's growing as a, as a fighter also. Mm-hmm. And he, he fucking took a big old stick and hit Phasma right in the damn face, mm-hmm. you know. Whether or not that was, you know, that whole thing was a little... Uh, underdeveloped but just that itself that he stood up to her which right. was neat and then um we could almost do a whole episode on Kylo and and Ray but yeah. they they definitely have taken the next steps in their yeah i their had journey. a uh, you mentioned Kylo Ren um a few minutes ago as 
quickly becoming your favorite character. Mm-hmm. I, he was kind of my MVP uh, yeah. of this oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, as, as, <clears throat> just across the board, uh, hitting all the, the points of, um, you know, how uh, the points that I like my characters to hit. Um, I understand why he wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And yeah, that's and, what's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, and that's part of what and makes the movie. And it's also sad because you almost want to tell him, okay, dude, calm the fuck down. It's going to be fine. Right. Like, Luke didn't mean to fucking, like, almost kill you that one time. Or, you know, just there's there's his whole downfall is so sad mm-hmm. because it it didn't have to go that way. Yeah. And he's had so many chances with Han in episode seven being like, come on, man, like, it's okay. And then he trying to get him away from Snoke. I think his decision to kill Snoke wasn't born out of... Um, revenge necessarily or power i think for a split second we got okay he's gonna maybe he might turn because han said it to him he goes he's just using you for your power once he gets what he wants he'll crush you when he can he and snoke manipulated uh kylo so much and he kept saying i want you to be the next vader and blah 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 blah. really at the end of the day vader was a slave Mm -hmm. once once vader was in that suit he's a slave to palpatine palpatine wanted to replace him from the moment he ended up getting hurt and being put in the fucking suit. Right. You know, it's that's suit Vader was not what Palpatine wanted. And so in this one, I think Kylo, you know, after the beginning with taking his helmet off, he's finally just like, I am so tired of this fucking old man, you know? (laughs) And so to see him kill him and then they wipe out all those guards, I think for a second, once again, Oh, here's his chance. He can, he can right the wrongs of his past and, 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 you know, go the, go to the light side. Or I can be the supreme leader of this entire fucking thing. Right. Mm, that sounds pretty good, yeah. you know? And and you almost can't fault him sometimes. You're like, well, that, that does sound pretty sweet. And everyone that you've been in a relationship with before has kind of fucked you. So <laughs> I kind of understand why you want to burn it all to the ground, you right. know? Your dad was never really around because he was flying the Millennium Falcon and fucking doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Leia's trying to organize the fucking Republic again. And Luke just really fucked up <laughs> with you. So, yeah, Snoke was kind of the first person that was nice to you, I guess. Right. So you you wanted to do the dark side, and then he's an asshole to you. So then it's like, that's it! That's it! <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm burning it all to the ground. I guess I'll... More! <laughs> I guess I'll just go be friends with his wrinkly ball sack. Yeah. No, and then, of course, then the ball sack betrays you. So <laughs> right. cut his ass in half. Yes. That was excellent. That was wonderful. It and was so good. I laughed. I saw the movie again today. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there with my sister. And when they cut back to Snoke's dead body on the fucking ground, you get that close-up. <laughs> and he's like, his mouth's open and shit. We burst out laughing in this <laughs> silent theater. And I can tell that most of the people in it today hadn't seen it, uh-huh. you know. Um, and so it was funny. Like, here's everyone's still reeling in shock from, like, this thing oh that's God. just happened. And then they cut back to dead fucking <laughs> Snoke. And she and I just go, bah! I just start fucking laughing in the whole theater. And everyone's like, what the fuck is their problem, you know? <laughs> is it, it, it the the next scene when, um, when Hux, uh, like, comes in? That's when it was. Okay, yeah. isn't that the scene where, like, uh, like you can see... Um, Snoke in the background and like the front half of his body like falls, falls down and his hands are still on the fucking <laughs> counter and you're just like yeah it's just and it's it's like they here is this asshole overconfident piece of shit who just gets wrecked so hard 
And his body is just so disrespected after it's over. <laughs> like, it's just, blah, you know, this hunk of shit. Like, right. I half expected Kylo Ren to just do a quick little teabag at the end. <laughs> you know, just fucking, yeah, gotcha, bitch, you know. Um, anyway, we keep going off of these things, but no. uh, back to the idea of character development. Uh, I think the best one that we got was Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, too. Because of that. And, and then... Um, in its in its shortness, uh, the other one that I want to draw attention to is Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. because you and I included, we had our own expectations for what we were going to get with Luke, and I was, you know, when I was fresh out of watching The Force Awakens, you know, two years ago, I was like, oh yeah, like, Luke's going to be like... What's up, Ray? Here's your lightsaber. Some shit's gone down. And he just fucking Oh, fuck. Are it. you kidding me? Let's go kick their fucking ass. Right. You know, and I was waiting for, like, green lightsaber wielding badass motherfucker to come back. And then, like, the closer and closer and closer and closer I got to this movie and the more I thought about it, I'm like, is that a realistic thing? No. Is that... And, it, it, like, number one, Mark Hamill's 66 years old, so he's not going to be flipping around like you and McGregor did, you know, right. in the prequels. And I'm like, okay. And does it fit him? Does that does that kind of just you know fit? No, it doesn't. Right. And to sh- to have them portray Luke from the first scene in the movie wanting nothing to do with what Ray is telling him about mm-hmm. to finally remembering what's important and getting some much needed instruction from Yoda. It's not like it was a blink overnight. Luke's fine now. Mm-hmm. kind of thing. That was such a slow build. Yes. And the emotional payoff of seeing him finally show up, give Leia a kiss on the forehead mm-hmm. and just apologize like I'm here. And he did it in such a Obi-Wan Kenobi self-sacrificing kind of way yeah. to do a force power like the force projection thing or flow walking as it was known in the EU. Um <laughs> Uh, at the end, knowing that that is gonna fuck your body up pretty bad by by doing that, right? Um, which did you catch earlier in the movie? Kylo Ren actually saying that to Rey about the Force because their first Force like conversation, force let's time. just say, yeah, Force time. They're yeah. Force timing. I love force that. Um, their first Force time session. Uh huh. He's like, "Are you?" What service do you have? <laughs> you're coming in. You're coming in really blurry. No, you, must, um, you must have T-Mobile. You must have, yeah, you're you're on fucking. Uh, you're on cricket wireless. Cricket. Aren't you? Yeah, you're on cricket. But to uh, he's like completely confused by by and he says you can't be doing this because it would tear you apart. Mm-hmm. He so they reference the fact that it's possible to put yourself you know to project yourself, but if you that's it takes a lot out of you. Right. And you have to be incredibly powerful to be able to do that. Obviously, I would think that Luke has learned some shit mm-hmm. in his time. But so Luke knows that, okay, well, I really don't have a ship because I threw it in the ocean. <laughs> so I got to help him some way. Well, let me just fucking rip my body apart by projecting myself across the fucking galaxy right. and somehow also simulate a lightsaber fight. <laughs> like, that whole thing was like you he knew that this was going to fuck him up by doing it mm-hmm. but all he was trying to do was give that re- give the rebellion its its hope back and its spark back and i loved how then you have those kids at the end that one kid's like talking about Luke Skywalker yeah. again and so Luke 
Luke's purpose was not to be the battlefield general or the great warrior that steps forth and destroys the enemy. Luke Skywalker's purpose was to be a legend again. Mm -hmm. And legends are powerful. Luke went out. I mean, you could draw a lot of religious implications to this where Mm -hmm. Luke went out in a way that did way more harm to the First Order than him actually physically standing up to them. And it was also nice, once again, to see Kylo just get punked again, and he's just like, I can't fucking win! (laughs) You know, it's like... I just sliced a ghost in half! Like, he's a ghost! Shit! And then he's just like, see you around, kid. God, that's a sick burn! Like, oh my god, he might as well have just said, I'm gonna haunt you for fucking ever. (laughs) And the whole fucking... uh, The the brushing the dirt off Oh my god, he's just pissing him off. He's just like, yeah, yeah, what's up, bitch? I want every gun we have to fire on that man. Mar! 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 And then just brush, brush. Son of a bitch! God damn it! Set me down there! I'm going to fuck him! (laughs) And then, oh yeah, here we go, I got him. Swipe. (laughs) Like, he's so mad, you know, and... No wonder he has rage. Oh, he's like that dude. Eventually in episode nine, he's just going to shoot himself in the throat. (laughs) Like he's going to pull out an actual old school gun and just off himself because he's like, I'm done. Fuck you guys. That's going to be the climactic ending is it's going to be like, all right, here comes Ray. Oh, she's going to fight Kylo Ren. And then she's going to do some shit he's not ready for. And then every bad luck scenario he could possibly have is going to fucking hit him all at the same time. And... And he's just going to shoot himself in the fucking head. <laughs> All right. So uh, you, um, we we're getting close to bringing home the, uh, the things that we liked. Okay. Um, so uh, I guess we could talk a little bit about like the big scenes, like the really big climactic scenes and like some of the action stuff. Okay. I mean, we've, we kind of, We've glossed over some of it. Yeah, uh, touching on some of the other stuff, we've already talked about most of what I had down. I had down um, the opening scene, Mm -hmm. uh, which we've already talked about. My God. It's like like playing the first level of Star Fox on on easy mode. Yeah. You're just like, pew, 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 done. Yeah, Ray's training on the island. Mm -hmm. um, It wasn't wasn't what I expected Mm -hmm. her training to be. But it was still pretty good. Yeah. The big showdown on Crate with Luke, mm-hmm. like we were just talking about, with Luke showing up. And then uh, in that, all them and the speeders, you know, heading towards the um, the walkers. Or in my opinion, my favorite scene in the movie, the Praetorian Guard fight. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, no. No, that's... Yeah. That's, that's the best scene in the uh, goddamn movie. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, it's it's funny. Like that was my very last bullet point. Oh, it okay. says in my personal favor, Ray and Kylo's tag team lightsaber. Oh my fight. god! It's ding 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 go! Like how that few seconds of slow motion. Yes. When they they Did both you know, in tandem start and attacking. they like kick off. Like she like uses like his back and she like pushes off against him when she like hits one of it them. It was the sexiest thing I've ever seen. I was seen. waiting for them and to I've start doing... And I've watched porn. I was, I was waiting for them to do, like, fucking, like... I was waiting for, like, a WWE announcer to come out of nowhere. <laughs> By God! By God! And just, like, she gives him a stunner, you know, one of the fucking cards, and then into a into a rock bottom from Kylo, and they're just like... Aah! And then, like, when they kill everyone, one of them just should have held up a belt. Like, it just, you know... She takes two Ice House beers, bashes them together. <laughs> bashes. <laughs> 
Like, but like, fuck that whole scene. It's just like number one. It was neat to see a group of badass looking bad dudes. You know, with their the Praetorian guards all had their different weapons and cool shit. And it was neat to see where on the weapon could actually be the thing that could deflect a lightsaber. You know, that was like mm-hmm. the electro. Remember yeah. the electro staffs that the droids wielded from uh, Episode Three. They um they were General Grievous's like personal guards. They had like the little cloaks and they had little spinny staffs. They had and they had I think so. purple shit on the ends. That's you know, Anakin okay. and Obi Wan had to fight those things. So okay. like, you know, that kind of technology was out there. So it was neat to see these things like stand up to force wielders with lightsabers and to actually like the whip weapon that when that dude the guy was bringing her in with the oh, with yeah. that whip, that was my favorite moment of of the guards themselves like that was scary because it's like you're unsure of her ability to begin with right. to even handle it. And then he's like, I'm going to fucking get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like although she's, you know, the the definition of a natural with, right. with a lightsaber, but you know that she really hasn't had any formal training. Mm-hmm. Like all like she knows how to wield a bow staff mm-hmm. and some skills obviously transferred over. And then there's, you know, the yet to be seen. Um, you know, where she's getting all this natural power, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully will... Well, I think part of her natural ability to defend herself comes from just growing up in the shittiest environment True. imaginable. So she knows yeah, she's, she's, very, she's very self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I think born out of how her upbringing was, it's almost like being raised by wolves. <laughs> you know, yeah. she just was, unfortunately, on Jakku, she was a fucking junk trader. She was almost a slave to that fucking Unkar plot piece of shit you yeah. know one quarter portion <laughs> you know that simon Pegg, by the way yeah, simon Pegg. uh and so i think her ability to naturally defend herself is, is definitely there now you've given that girl the force mm-hmm. so she's going to kick a little bit more ass than than you'd think and i want to bring up something about that actually because you're like why is she so good you know i think a lot of people have said well why is she just so naturally good compare her and kylo ren to and their fighting abilities to Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy and then go back another one to the prequel era fighters, okay? The best fighters are in the prequel era because that is the golden age of Jedi and Sith Mm -hmm. and what they're able to do and the training they're... I mean, they can... I mean, fucking Jedi go to school. Yeah. You know, and they're being taught by Yoda and all these masters and like right so no shit they're gonna know how to do some pretty spectacular fighting mm-hmm. the empire destroyed the jedi so in the original trilogy there is no one except for old man ben kenobi for a few minutes to show luke how to block some bolts out of a fucking ball right and then yoda and him do some backpack running throughout the fucking <laughs> woods and that's it he doesn't do anything else with his lightsaber so all the shit he learns how to do is kind of basic, but the only person he's ever going to confront with a lightsaber is Darth Vader, and even Darth Vader's abilities by the time Empire, I'm sorry, by the time Jedi is coming around, are slightly diminished because he's kind of, you know, he's his suit sort of sucks, you know? <laughs> so there's no one, who are you comparing the fighting to? And then by the time we get to, to this era of Star Wars, there ain't nobody out yeah. there. Who knows how to do shit with a fucking lightsaber? Mm-hmm. So you're never... I think that's purposeful. Is the Jedi of old and the Sith of old were these legendary warriors who knew how to do some incredible shit. Who we're dealing with now are these kids who are just trying to fucking survive and learn how to fight. So I have no problem with the fact that their fighting isn't as flashy. 
Oh, and yeah. I, and, and I, but it's so much more visceral and direct. I, no, I, I like it. That, yeah. That it's, I mean, it's, it's like dirty. Yeah. It's dirty fighting because that's all they got. Yeah. You know, so, and even watching, speaking of that, like watching Kylo wield his lightsaber in mm-hmm. the way that he does, don't you feel like every time he hits you, you're getting hit by a fucking aluminum baseball bat? Yeah. Because it just looks like it's just, bah! you know, there's so much. He's not trying to fucking beat you by by flipping his shit around yeah, and being it's, whatever. It's no fancy sparring. He's, he's almost fighting you like a medieval sword fighter would. Yeah. Um, helps that his lightsaber has a little you know thing on it, the cross guard thing. Yeah. But um, it, it, you notice how his stance is always like pointing it, and he's 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 almost fencing you. He's he's fighting you like he's wielding a broadsword from the medieval times. Yeah, that's a whole style we've never seen before, and that's so fucking cool. That they that they're doing that now. Mm-hmm. So I that whole scene with the red guards showcased a hundred thousand things in one little yeah. sequence of shit that I'm like, God, I love this new version of Star Wars. Like, what a great idea to right. show them off. And generally, when you think lightsaber fights, it's two duelists going after each other. Uh-huh. This was a lightsaber fight where they were fighting non Jedi opponents. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> like, and you're right. Probably the best five seconds of slow mo in the history of fucking cinema. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just like I, I get goosebumps just every single fucking time that I think about. By it. God, <laughs> <laughs> cops man. <Cops. laughs> I I thought that's what you were doing. There no, that's second. I was doing Jr. Jim Ross. Oh uh, yeah, the WWE guy. But... <laughs> By God, <laughs> it's the Undertaker. <laughs> It's the Undertaker! <laughs> Dong! <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we touched on pretty much everything that I had uh, as far as things that I really liked about the movie. Yeah. Um, do, do you have any closing things that... Um, my closing remark as far as the goodness of this movie and why I overall love it mm-hmm. is because it dared to be different mm-hmm. um the for me I'm a, I'm a sucker for some killer acting i get sucked into performances so that was very yeah. apparent in yeah. this one so it was nice to see a star wars movie which is never going to win a fucking academy award for any kind of best acting or anything shit. like that but exactly it was it was definitely a step up from where that what they've done before mm-hmm. um as you know performance wise so i was totally into that so I felt um, leaving this movie that I got my Star Wars experience, but I also got to experience something very fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. And, and it made episode nine completely unpredictable. So yeah. we'll have plenty of t- to talk about for the next two years. Yeah. Uh, or maybe at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have time at the end. We can do a little bit of speculation. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to um, we'll, we'll be gentle uh, we're, we don't have anything where we're just like completely bashing the movie, no. but they are some, some slight reservations, some slight issues that, that we mm-hmm. had. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll just jump into them. Um, and I so- think some of the things in reading your notes, I, I disagreed with a couple of them, mm-hmm. but that's, I mean, for conversation purposes, like that's. Good. Yeah, That's I mean, fine. like, I mean, you might be able to yeah. sway my opinion. Um, hit I me, mean, hit me with it. So, um, I thought that uh, I don't know if it was the editing or what, uh, but the the scene where 
um, they they pick up Benicio del Toro's character DJ, and he's talking. DJ. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So they pick him up. They're finally leaving the casino planet or whatever the fuck it's called, and he's talking about how. The arms dealers, they've been double dealing basically mm-hmm. to uh, the um, First Order and the, Resistance. The First Order and the Resistance. And then it quick cuts to, not a quick cut necessarily, but the next scene is the scene where um, Poe is trying to go rogue. He's and, taking over the ship. Yeah, because yeah. he, he, he thinks that. Holdo's dumb. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that she's not, that she basically knows what she's doing and Leia put her in charge for a reason for a reason but the way that that unfolded was a little confusing to me I think where your some of your your dislike for that I agree with you for sure and like they I feel like they set that up to to make it look like uh Holdo was going to be bad or be someone who maybe infiltrated uh, the the resistance. I didn't catch that from it. I just kind of got a jolt of like, okay, that was messy. Like, yeah, the, the I never thought I I thought one of two things was going to happen with Holdo. Even she was going to turn out to be like a really fucking smart chick and have a great idea, mm-hmm. and she did obviously. Yeah, or straight up she does sort of suck, and then Poe was going to make the right decision and get rid of her. But I liked the fact that she was a good person, you know. But the the edit, when you talk about editing, actually, I want to say that the editing in this movie was great because you didn't get the old George Lucas fucking Microsoft PowerPoint between every fucking scene. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like when I when I say the editing, I mean like scene choice. Yeah, overall, the editing and the pacing in this movie was I want to say it was a small notch. Below the Force Awakens. Force for Awakens was full throttle. Yeah, it was perfectly paced. This it, one was a little slower, but I think it had to be because of some of the choices to really oh yeah. give time for performances to, yeah, to kind absolutely. of manifest. But in in regards to what you were just talking about with this particular scene, the mm-hmm. whole I think the reason why you felt the way that you did is because Benicio del Toro's whole thing was kind of a waste of time. And yeah. it wasn't the strongest part of the movie, so all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, we're dealing okay, here's this fucking idiot who I don't care about at all. Oh wait, we're now we're back to Right. Poe getting pissed off at her. It's like uh-huh. you, the choice of when that was gonna be put in could have definitely been more clean. Yeah. Um, because, and I think we can maybe transition to this. I think the whole Canto blight thing was too long and silly anyway. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, and that was a good transition because yeah. that was in the notes, and I think that's the that whole part of the movie was the was universally one of the things that uh, a lot of people had yeah, issues like with and I totally get it I I had a few issues with it I don't hate the porgs um oh, I love the porgs but I don't the like porg, the porgs I, are not are on Canto Black. Well, I know but oh, okay. I, I was I was going to segue from like from that like it almost seemed like a like a merchandising uh type of situation and the the whole um in, in addition to that so are you saying maybe they included you think they included canto by just for the sake of including some other world with new shit that we can kind of have yeah uh i, I kind of felt that way with those horse things yeah the falthiers whatever they're called yeah and um their attempt to try to reel us into um 
what's her name? Um, uh, uh, the girl that was traveling with uh, Finn. Oh, Rose. Rose, yeah. Um, that that was you know their attempt to reel us into her past, and it kind of seemed forced and a little hurried. And I would have loved a better opportunity to get to know you yeah. know her motivations that whole thing wasn't complete shit but it, it was just kind of like it wasn't fantastic it, you're like yeah. okay so yeah. she likes animals yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah so i don't like animal or i love animals then i think casinos are dumb and let's go steal them <laughs> yeah. but i mean at the same time it's it's not a completely unnecessary we could do away with this type of scene because it does connect them to their final climb uh, like uh finn and rose's climax scene when the uh, uh they get on that ship uh whatever ship it was um mm-hmm. and it goes down um i could make an improvement to that I mean, well, my personal opinion about the Canto Light thing as far as an improvement that I would make right off the rip. Don't even put Benicio Del Toro in this movie and ditch the concept of a master code breaker completely. Mm-hmm. Rose can be your character that knows how to do that shit, but maybe have it be like there is some there is some maybe have the first order have a little bit of a hand in Canto Blight. So meaning it's like, hey, there's some there is a code or there is some information or there's a there's something that you know sold to the highest bidder or someone down there that has information like that that we mm-hmm. can get it from if i can just get that i can get us into that ship give her a little more um stuff skill to do. and stuff to do so then it's like cool we can have our little adventure at the casino but it's more rose driving the fact that like i know how to get us into that shit right. and then finn obviously does he's like i used to mop the fucking floors there let's go you know <laughs> yeah. and so then when they get to the ship have her fucking hack into the goddamn thing yeah and get him in there to me that's a little cleaner yeah and and oh, yeah. then you have cool so now she's, she's neat and she knows how to do this stuff oh she's got a soft spot for you know, her and her sister grew up in this mining thing, and mm-hmm. these animals were blah 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 blah. And then, so it makes to me it. it and you don't clean- have to introduce a new character. Yeah, and it cleans that up a little bit, and it gives these neat traits to her instead of honestly pointless rando character played by an actor that I love, Benicio yeah. del Toro. You know, but it's like I don't think that dude ages. By the way, this is he's a, looked a, the same since fucking Fear and Loathing, so I really don't know. Yeah, and he looks better in this movie. I know, right? Like, <laughs> like, like this movie, and I don't know if you've seen Sicario. No, um, but it's uh, he like that dude is sexy as fuck. Like he just gets keeps on getting better looking. He's better looking. Just His stutter was fucking weird. I'm sorry. Like it was, I, it was off. It was off-putting yeah. completely. I don't mind a character having a stutter, but God bless America. Was like, that fucking why, weird? Why did he have to have a stutter? I, I, yeah. yeah. It, it, that's. That, I guess that again. It's like if I watched it again today, and so I'm. You know, even me, I'm like, oh, here comes the Canto bite bullshit, and I, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, because actually, I thought the little like gremlin dude that kept trying to put money in BB-8 that was fucking hilarious, and I think the things that BB-8 did. On that planet, were fucking cool. He's like, "All right, we gotta steal a fucking ship," you know, and he, him shooting the coins at the cops and shit like oh, that. Yeah. Like, I ain't going back, you know. This, <laughs> you know that I loved BB-8. Actually, side note, BB-8 was fucking awesome in this movie. Yes. Like him taking the ATST and just shooting everybody in the fucking <laughs> hangar. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you're amazing, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, things that don't work in this movie. Uh, clean up the Canto blight thing and make rose cooler 
Like, she's yeah. already neat and adorable. Now give her some fucking skills. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was kind of like, all right, let's let's put Denisio Toro in there. And, you know, and I don't know, man. Yeah. There's a few other things that I had issues with, but all for the sake of time, I'll just talk about the the one other thing, uh, the one main thing. That uh, you don't like? That... Uh, I, I thought could could have been done better is the final showdown between Finn and Captain Phasma. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Okay, yeah. And, and I we briefly talked about this, uh, but we decided to kind of save the the full conversation for the podcast. Um, so, no doubt this was coming. Obviously, we knew from the trailer uh, the pretty reflection shot that we got. Um, mm-hmm. It... I mean, it was it was a cool fight scene. Oh, beautiful! Uh, yeah, it, uh, like cinematically, it was amazing. Um, like, it was cool to see. She kicked his ass too. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was cool to yeah see him. You know, ha- kind of have his ass handed to him. Well, so that uh, she's that see her abilities. Yeah, in her armor. Yeah. So my my main issue is that even though it was a pretty cool fight scene, I don't know if it was very well earned yeah. um, because there really, there really weren't too many encounters between Finn and Captain Phasma. I thought one thing that could have stand to be done instead was um, hold on to her until uh, episode nine and find a way to work in one final battle. Like maybe have her, uh, I think you said like, have her like find a way to leave the uh I would have had her be disgraced in this movie in front of all if you're gonna make them fight in that hangar mm-hmm. okay have you know while while the while the scram you know everything's on fire obviously so while the stormtroopers are running away and trying to get to whatever when Finn knocks her fucking helmet in and breaks it and you mm-hmm. see her eye yeah I'm I almost I'm like ooh she's gonna take her fucking helmet off yeah and that's a big no no with the stormtroopers to mm-hmm. do that because your identity isn't supposed to be known like that. Yeah. And um, I think it would have been neat to make her hatred for him more personal. And so then like she leaves this movie, comes back in the next movie and she's basically hunting him down. The, the, the subplot of Finn being, I got to deal with fucking phasma, you know, yeah. Ray's got Kylo Ren. He's got fucking phasma. And she was just wasted, dude. I mean, yeah. like you, you, you see episode seven and you're like, oh, she's neat. Like that's our new, I don't know, Boba Fett type person where it's that neat person in the armor that mm. gets a, just enough screen time and mystery to be cool. And so, but then that's it. Yeah. And then she gets punched in the face by Chewbacca in episode <laughs> seven. And then in this one, she shows up for five minutes, kicks Finn's ass. Oh, JK, Finn found the elevator button. <laughs> And hits you in the goddamn face, and then you fall into fucking fire. And yeah. I think she's actually dead. Like, because yeah. then the ship obviously blew the fuck up. So I was kind of like, all right, did you guys just not know what to do with her? Yeah. Because I had plenty of ideas what to do with her. She should have fought Finn in episode seven instead of that rando fucking stormtrooper did. Mm-hmm. Kick the shit out of Finn. And then if you want to give Finn a win on her this time, then... Yeah. Give him a win on her this time. Even if it could be in the shitty way that he did, it would have given more um, history. There's more history between them at this point. Right. He, he has a true, like, nemesis character. And then don't kill her. 
and then have her in nine. Right. She went her going out the way that she did was reminiscent of Boba Fett getting tapped on the back and flying into the fucking vagina mouth in episode six. <laughs> the Sarlacc pit. And it burps. Remember that it burped? Oh my god. Remember it eats him and it just goes <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Well, you know. So it just it, it Phasma was billed, and it's and it's and it's a disgrace to the actress that's in that suit, Gwendolyn Christie. Yes, who a if you, huge disgrace. She kicks so much ass in Game of Thrones that you're like, okay, you have this chick who can do awesome stuff, right? And you just didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's that's pretty much I, I think our our biggest complaint is yes that that scene could have been handled a little bit differently but overall uh, our our complaint is that her character was kind of wasted. I was intrigued by her appearance and now I just don't care. Yeah. Like okay she if she's if she's dead if that's what they go with whatever. Yeah. Underdeveloped underutilized and I was sitting there watching the movie again today when that happened my sister just literally she goes. Eh. <laughs> she shrugged when she fell into the fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't her first time seeing it. Was no, it? it's her second. She was she saw it with me the first time. Yeah. It was the second time. My dad afterwards, it was his first time today. He just goes, "So are they gonna do anything with that silver stormtrooper?" And I'm like, "Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently they don't I care." I think she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about you? Is there anything that we haven't covered that you that, weren't a that, huge that fan wasn't of? as strong? Uh, my main gripe was cleaning up the casino mm-hmm. p- plot um giving rose a little more to do she could have absorbed some of the the skills that benicio del toro's character had so just don't even use him and then um and then the fa- lack of phasma being awesome and right developing her more giving her more time i mean like even having her more have more screen time have her just be standing next to Hux and shit like during scenes like you have all these other officers are running everywhere it's like where the fuck is she is she not calling does she have no authority or anything or she i mean and if she's a battlefield commander have her be in the fucking trenches like instead of killing her on that uh star destroyer this time have her go down to crate and be there yeah actively doing shit yeah and if you want to leave her fate up to mystery again or whatever Maybe she gets shot down or something, or something blows up, and you don't know if she's gone or not, or or she just hightails hightails it the fuck out of here there because you then you save Finn's. Here's a cool idea: Finn crashes his fucking ship into her ship, and they both get out, and then they fight for a second, and he fucking takes her goddamn helmet off, and all of her fucking men can see that, mm-hmm. you know. And then I just I had a whole just, there's better ways to have utilized her, and I'm sad that it's just done so little messy with some of those with some of those things sorry there's a ghost in my fucking apartment apparently. yeah we're, i'm staring at andrew's christmas tree and an, and an ornament just fell off and i mean i don't get scared easily but maybe um, it's the force <laughs> or, but um beyond beyond that I'm, I'm having trouble really thinking about yeah i i actually love the fact that snoke is dead i thought that was a bold choice so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm down like any major sense. any major story points that were that just that's how the movie was going to go this is where this is where they wanted to go with it i am totally in acceptance of and i'm just like cool i enjoy you know mm-hmm. um the little complaints like the thing about phasma and the casino stuff is i think valid to complain about but yeah. uh that's really all i got for you um as far as that i thoroughly enjoyed everything else so all right so uh before we get into like a 
the things we'd like to see in episode nine and maybe some slight predictions. Uh, I actually meant to do this at the beginning because I might have said in a Facebook post that I would try and do it at the beginning of the episode or maybe I just thought that in my head. Anyways, um, so we did a poll and I think I'm going to try and do more polls, maybe like one per episode just to get a little bit more audience interaction because that's always a good thing. And the question was simply, what did you think of The Last Jedi? The options were, I loved it, I really liked it, but I had a few issues, it sucked, it was okay, and other. Okay. Um, I, I reversed, it was okay, and it sucked. Um, uh, it was supposed yeah. to go, yeah. Anyways, so I, I basically, the way I came up with those um, those potential answers is I, I kind of sat down with what I've heard about the movie so far and what people's responses to the movie have been. And I was like, okay, well, those will be the options to choose from. As of right now, which, I mean, it's it, the poll is basically closed for yeah. the most part. The most votes, 38% said that they loved it. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then 32%, almost 33%, uh, said that they really liked it but had a few issues. Sure. So those two coming in almost neck and neck, that makes sense. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely. I mean, hell, we just did a whole thing on how we had a couple of issues. So yeah. I mean, but I, I would even also, I, my, my category would be, I loved it, but I also had some issues. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's. What I would say. Yeah. 15.96% said that it sucked. Fuck you motherfuckers. You guys can go suck your own dick. Like in Jay and Silent Bob. You are the motherfucker. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you shit out your shit and then eat his shit, which made which is made out of meat. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all you motherfuckers. motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all you Miramax fucks. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, and then uh, n- uh, 9% said that it was okay, and then there was a couple percent. For other? For other. What the fuck does that even mean? Uh, I don't know. I was eating the sandwich the whole time, so well, the sandwich was fantastic. Well, every good poll um, or election has a write-in option, um, and I looked at them uh, before we started, and okay. they they weren't uh, very... Um, I don't know how to put this. Uh, people basically just came up with their own version of the pre-existing options. Sure. Uh, like someone said it was garbage. Um, uh, okay, and, so that's, that sucked then. Yeah. And uh, another person was like stupid. And I'm like, well, you're stupid. So. Again, very tolerant of other people's uh, <laughs> opinions here. Yes. You know what's funny is we could talk about any other thing, but when it comes to like Star Wars, we're like, if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Or, like, you ever meet someone and you're, like, talking about Star Wars and they're like, I've never even seen a Star Wars. I'm like, well, kill yourself then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't care about you at all. Oh, go play in traffic. No. um, I hope you get hit by the Millennium Falcon. Right. But for serious, if you you voted for it sucked or it was okay or whatever, I mean, that's fine. You're, I mean, entitled to your opinion. Um, It's just, you know, whatever. I, I don't want you to think that, like. Oh, we're kidding. That we're, we're hateful and shit, so. Like, for realsies, like, we, uh, it's not just a matter of looking out for I think that's making what's fun sure about, we don't lose audience members. I think what's fun about Star Wars is the fact that it inspires this kind of debate completely born out of passion. Yeah. The reason why I rip the fucking prequels so much is because I love Star Wars so much. I'm like, why aren't those good? Right. Like, why can't, you know, it's like, damn it, you almost had it. They were yeah. almost okay, yeah. and you just fucked them. Yeah. Um, 
So you want to uh, quickly do some uh, some things that episode we like nine to see. stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have things that you'd like to see? Absolutely. Out in episode um, nine. So I want Kylo Ren to actually die. And I don't want him to die in a self-sacrifice kind of way because at this point I think we've gone past who the fuck is he going to self-sacrifice against unless he decides to – if there's some kind of base or installation or ship or weapon and if he just decides to kill himself and bring it all down around him, maybe that's an option. Mm-hmm. But I just – that's to me is, oh, Darth Vader did that. So Yeah, I, I, I feel like – I think Ray should just – kill his ass i think he should he he should be kicking a lot of uh, rebel ass throughout most of the movie the first order should you know do some damage and he he should be i want to see a supreme leader kylo that is uh cold and and you know ba- you know just bad as fuck right. and and I mean, you can still keep the emo- i mean the emotion is what drives him and keeps him unique and passionate so i want that just we're gonna get him you know i want him to still be like that but then have Ray also just get real good at shit, and then I want them to. However, that confrontation finds ends up fucking happening. Um, she should kill him. She should kill him, and mm-hmm. in, in battle, and um, and that should be the end of him. And I think that would be just a fitting end to him because he everything he's done. Um, he's betrayed his family. He's betrayed both of his masters that he's had. He's been completely selfish this entire time and to see him think you know he, he thinks he has everything he's wanted he's in charge of a very powerful military force and he seemingly has the galaxy under his under his control and to see him fucking lose in battle to mm-hmm. someone who's better than him that did not succumb to the lure of the dark side and to really show how giving into the dark side makes you makes you weak because you're giving up yourself when you let that power as, as much as he thinks that power is good for him and, oh i'm i'm fucking awesome it's like all it's done is made you imbalanced makes you make stupid fucking decisions mm-hmm. and makes every and think about every fucking dark side we've ever seen what do they get beat by overconfidence the emperor lost because i mean never, the emperor never thought vader would fucking pick his ass up and throw him down a goddamn <laughs> hole right you know and then snoke certainly didn't expect to get skewered in the fucking middle of a goddamn <laughs> movie so these fuckers start off great and then lose to their own arrogance Mm -hmm. and kind of like a la Voldemort and Harry Potter, who just thinks I got everything fucking taken care of. Oh God, all my Horcruxes are gone. A bunch of kids did that shit. Fuck. All right, (laughs) let me just save my snake. And then fucking Neville. I'm awesome. (laughs) You know, like he, um, I don't know if you're in the Harry Potter books in that final scene with, Harry basically telling Voldemort, here's why you're fucked and why. Right. And he's like, nah, but shoot you with the spell. Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm dead. Ah, fuck. So to, to finally have Ray uh, beat his ass would be great. So I want to see a, a good old fashioned lightsaber battle mm-hmm. that um, shows the two of them at the pinnacle of their power and ability. Mm-hmm. I want some g- good fast swinging and I think more than anything in the entire goddamn world, I want Ray to have a double-bladed fucking lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I want her... It, all of the clues are there. I she's mean, proficient with a staff, and yeah. she's holding a lightsaber crystal in her hand because she's still got the broken one there. Mm-hmm. Put that in your other thing and, and go. <laughs> and maybe yeah. Luke's green lightsaber is back on that fucking planet, maybe. Go get the rest of it and yeah. fucking 
make that happen. I want to see a light side person with the most badass weapon ever introduced into Star Wars. So yeah. do that. And then I want to I, I want Leia. I want her her death to be referenced in the opening crawl, and then let's move past it. I don't want to draw any more attention to I don't want a digital recreation of her, which they're not gonna do that, but Yeah, that was they, something that kind of threw me off guard with um The Last Jedi was that uh I thought I remember reading that they were gonna uh, Leia was going to get a proper send off. And when she was still alive, I was like, well, they already said that they weren't going to do any digital uh, recreation. Out of respect for her and her performance, which was very good. I think we missed saying that, that Carrie yes. Fisher did a really good job in this yes. movie. Sadly, you know, of course. And mm-hmm. um, I think they just wanted to make sure that her uh, legacy in that was intact. So they just left it, left the movie alone. Yeah. Um, do it so... I would like them to do a time skip now. Yeah, between I, I was I was gonna touch eight and on nine. That. Let some time go by. Let this new war, this re, you know, let the rebellion uh, and the first order be be fighting at it for a little while. When we're reintroduced to the story and brought back into it, mm-hmm. and maybe say that Leia during this time, because she there's you know the good thing is it's not impossible to say that okay she has passed away since whatever because by the end even the way that she's talking is very. Um, soft yeah and and she's obviously she got hurt really bad at the beginning of the movie you know Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be completely crazy if okay she's you know she's gone and and that's that's fine i I would i would buy that and i would be fine with that yeah if in the open to me that's the cleanest cleanest way to do it yeah because um i mean it it would solve a few issues You, you named off a couple um one of the the biggest issues is uh, taking up time in the movie. If they don't have to spend the time in the movie killing her off, or do a funeral or something, like yeah. you don't have to do that. Uh, yeah, you can take that time that you know twenty or thirty minutes that would be do dedicated to that, and you know throw that at something else that will need that mm-hmm. time. I want a Luke Skywalker Force Ghost. Yeah. Um, I want I want him to be. Um, helping her out, helping Ray out. That would totally make sense because yep. there's been Force Ghosts and all the other. I want ones, Luke so. Skywalker as a Force Ghost to fuck with Kylo Ren. <laughs> I want that to happen, and I think that would be a very. I think a little bit of haunting uh, in a way that would be hilarious, and because we saw in this one with Yoda that Force Ghosts can actually interact with the environment, mm-hmm. and then also Luke projecting himself could fucking interact with the environment. <laughs> So just once again, just to fuck with Kylo, I think that'd be awesome if he actually could do that from beyond the grave. And I don't think what I'm about to say is going to happen, but I think it would be neat. An Anakin Skywalker force ghost talking to Kylo Ren and basically trying to get him to to be like, basically like you have everything wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, recognizing that he was once Darth Vader and, and having him explain to him like, you know, some kind of just like, don't do what you're doing kind of thing right. um be a neat way to get i wouldn't and, and make it hayden christensen poor bastard <laughs> you know but give him a give him a thing right. you know maybe with a good director he'll actually say some lines properly maybe. um but i want to see uh general poe dameron okay i want yeah okay uh, i think that makes the most sense because of how close he was to leia and um if he if she's gone uh general dameron he can still be in an X-Wing and shit. That's a signature thing. But General Dameron, um, I want Finn to have some kind of rank 
yeah. uh, as well. Um, have that would make sense. Have those two bros and Rose just yeah. be fucking spearheading the shit, and then um, uh, and then Ray. I think it'd be neat. Ray doesn't need an apprentice because she's not ready for that yet. But mm-hmm. maybe by the end, foreshadow the fact that the Jedi are are going to full on come back or whatever version. Because she's got those books, she stole the yeah. the Jedi text. So have her start to rebuild that once the First Order is gone and actually show that the hope for the galaxy is is restored. So you know what's so funny? I, I, I'm running out of shit to say because I just don't fucking know yeah. what the fuck they're going to do. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, um, I don't have a whole lot So just things that I'd like, just to recap, double-bladed lightsaber, I want Kylo Ren to die legitimately, force Ghost Luke to instruct her, and then also slash fuck with Kylo. Yeah. Um. Anakin, Force Ghost. Side note, possibly Obi-Wan if they want to do a Ewan McGregor thing. Eh, who yeah. knows? Be kind of cool, but whatever. It might be unnecessary. Yeah. And then a nice rank up for our other Resistance bros um, would be cool. Other than that, I am struggling because I don't know what to expect, and so, I'm so okay with Yeah, that. I'll jump in. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just said, I don't have much. The... I think my biggest thing uh, that I want to see out of episode nine, and I believe I speak for like 98% of all the other Star Wars fans, is finally getting to see where Rey comes from. Like her yeah. family heritage. So you, so that, so if you're saying that you're not buying it with the, her junk parents? Correct. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's very well possible that, I mean, I'm not discounting the idea that her parents maybe were nobodies, but maybe they were, maybe she's descendant from, you know, someone that um, was a Jedi once before. Maybe Um, her parents were force sensitives. Maybe they were Jedi Knights that were in hiding on Jakku and they hid her or something like that. And then to Kylo, if, if his opinion is based on the touching her and, and seeing what he thinks he sees, Maybe they did die on the desert or something, and maybe that is what happened, but he yeah. doesn't know the rest of the story, so to manipulate her, he's just kind of saying, oh, they ain't shit. Yeah, I, I think uh, Yeah, I, I think that was bullshit, that uh, what he was saying when he was like, your parents are nobody. So you think he's fucking with her? I think so. I yeah. think he was trying to manipulate her into coming with him. I, I'm your family now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your parents. Love me. <laughs> Why does everyone always want to go back to Jakku? More. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's something that I really like to see, I, and it, it, to me it makes sense because they built up so much mystery behind you know where uh, where she's come from, who her parents were, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like we said earlier in the podcast, you know, how she's you know so so naturally gifted. Um, I know we talked about you know her being you know on her own and having to fend for herself, so obviously that's where some of her you know. Uh, abilities come from but yeah i i think that she hails from uh jedi ancestry and i would really like uh for there to be a big reveal um and and maybe not even necessary that they you know they don't have to be i mean mean, they're obvious it's obviously not luke skywalker at this point you know right and doesn't have to be a long theory was that she's the secret sister to kylo ren or something like that that Mm -hmm. han and leia had another kid but it doesn't have to be anything like that. I think you could have her parents be somebody new, but give them a significant um, 
play that, that and make them maybe heroes. You know, think about this, like Harry Potter's parents, you never, I keep going back to this, but like Harry Potter's parents, you just hear about how great James and Lily were, mm-hmm. but you never really see them all that much. Yeah. But they were awesome, you know, and they went out like heroes. They protected their son. Maybe her parents were something of that nature where they were freedom fighters or, pi- or Jedi f- people or whatever that did die. Um, and then them leaving her was to say was to save her from what they saw uh, coming with Kylo Ren. So yeah, that I mean, yeah, that could be could be something where you know them, uh, you know that one shot that we got in the ship flying the, away. Yeah, yeah, you know she's you know screaming no or whatever. You know what if that wasn't uh, them abandoning her um, because they sold her into slavery? They you know had to go fight for. Whatever. The resistance or, or whatever. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's that's pretty much it that that I had uh, for you know what I'd like to see in episode nine. Um, oh wait, I got one more. Okay. Lando Calrissian surrounded by bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, forty-five. Hello. <laughs> Hello, what have we here? <laughs> I'm back, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my god. Uh shit. Okay, well That's a lot of Star Wars. It is. And it's actually like I thought we uh we were going to talk for a lot longer than we did. It's it's coming up on only uh only an hour and a half. Well. <laughs> well I mean, we've talked for longer, yeah. so. <laughs> um I can you know, there's there's without there's so many different topics even just within this particular film, I mean, you could, you could do, let's talk about Kylo Ren for an hour. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or let's, cause you could, you know, there's a lot, some of these characters have very rich, um, um, lore that you could dive into to try to yes. expand upon. But overall, I mean, we got ourselves a, a, a good movie here and a wonderful. And I'm next... super psyched that JJ Abrams is bringing home the trip. I'm excited for that. I think, I think that now the safeness I think they're going to allow him to not be as safe as he was with episode seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, man, bring it home, you know, do something cool. Yeah. And, um, I think now that episode eight has succeeded again, and we've had, you know, it's making money. And for the most part, everyone's totally into it. And, um, now we can do more creative things and make episode nine, a very cool closing chapter to this, yeah. uh, trilogy. The other thing, um, here is it's i it's kind of poetic that the guy that helped bring the saga back is gonna end this one so i think that's really cool yeah so for sure neat cool all right well i guess that'll do it for this episode of the geek garage podcast if you uh, want to check us out on the internet our website is geekgaragepodcast.com um, like I said, I'm going to try and do more audience interaction type stuff, like more polls. More. <laughs> you scared the shit out of me. I was waiting for you to say more. <laughs> I was like, it's going to come at some point. More. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, also check us out on, uh, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on all that shit. Go download uh, or subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes store and Google play and all that shit. Um, and please uh, like we have a store. So if you want to buy stuff with our logo on it, that's cool. But our favorite way for you guys to support our show is absolutely free. All you need to do is go to iTunes or Google play or Stitcher or wherever 
and you don't even have to leave like an actual review like just hit five stars because we're, we are that good i i would think that um this is a six star uh <coughs> podcast but yes. you know they only allow five and but it's guys a- i know moving your hand on a mouse and clicking a button is just exhausting i know but for us just do it just you know make that your workout that day yeah you know and reward yourself with a nice cold corona when you're done <laughs> you know just uh you know whatever whatever you want to want to do there um it's it's not hard no, it, it is not <laughs> no. um finish what you started <laughs> all right more <laughs> thank you so much we will uh see you next time goodbye more <laughs> <laughs>